Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 145 of my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. What do you do if you come from a family that is genetically predisposed to obesity? You weigh over 320 pounds with three bulging discs on your neck and back with a thyroid condition. You tried all the fad diets, none of which worked, and to top it off, you're continually out of breath after walking up just one flight of stairs in your own home. What do you do? Well, my next guest, Cheryl Millington out of Toronto, Canada, will share her story of the steps she took to lose 80 pounds in just 10 months and her plans to continue on this health journey for the rest of her life. Now we will follow Cheryl's journey in this and other upcoming interviews to show you that anyone with the right mental attitude towards exercise and nutrition can improve their health. I know you're going to enjoy this interview. Cheryl Millington, also known as Millie, is a self-employed business owner out of Toronto, Canada. She lives in Toronto with her husband of 30 years and her 27-year-old son. Millie's weight loss journey began on September 14, 2019, when she weighed in at a whopping 328 pounds. She had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, three bulging discs on her neck and back, And after being consistently out of breath, climbing just one flight of stairs, Millie had enough. She realized that she had to do something about her health. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss the steps she took to lose 80 pounds since September 14th of last year is Cheryl Millington. Millie, how are you today? I'm great. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show to share your story. Thank you. Now, I know that you consider yourself a work in progress, but I wanted to still have you on the show because you, you know, your journey. And I think there are a lot of people on the journey and they need to know they can, that they, the things, the steps that they can take along this journey as well. And I wanted to interview you at the very, I guess the first phase of the journey, not at the end, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about your personal life first. Mm -hmm. Now, you're a wife, a mother, and a business owner. How do you juggle all three? Mm, Actually, I must tell you, it's it's a lot easier now uh, because my son is 27 years old. So I'm not... um, not actively parenting anymore so it's definitely a lot easier easier um prior to me uh working for myself i worked for the university of toronto for 25 years in recruitment and admissions and um so when my son was younger i had a very full-time job which involved a lot of travel uh internationally as well Um, So it was a very difficult struggle. And since we're talking about weight, I can tell you that the the worst part of that 
life and schedule was my diet. Um, because when you're busy, it's easier to eat fast food and restaurant food. And I had all the reason in the world to, to know how busy I was. Um, and when you have young children who were involved in extracurricular activities, for example, my son did, uh, he played soccer and hockey. I was frequently leaving work very quickly. We had to take him to a hockey game or a soccer game. And sadly, I'm even ashamed to admit this now, we would buy him chicken nuggets at McDonald's because it's easy for him to sit in the back seat and eat it and, and eat dinner. Um, and of course, if we're going to McDonald's to buy him food, needless to say, I'm buying food for myself and my husband. So, um, yeah, it became um, a, a easy lifestyle and no one criticized you for it because sadly everyone was in the same position. So this was prior to your owning your own business. Yes, yes, yes. What was, what's the name of the business? So I'm a franchisee for a company uh, that offers uh, tutoring services and the company is called Tutorbrite uh, and I am the franchisee for my city. Oh, I see, I see. So this company allows you more flexibility as far as time to take care of yourself? Exactly, exactly. It took a while though for me to sort of um, optimize the, the flexibility I have in my schedule, but certainly now I can, I can exercise during the day when it works for me. I, I have the time to actually uh, cook healthy meals, not only for dinner, but breakfast and lunch. So it's, it's been, it's been um, very, very helpful to be able to be self-employed and work from home. Yes, most definitely. How long have you been in business? For seven years. Seven years. So it was prior to that time where most of the weight gain came on, would you say? Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I really started to notice that there was a problem, was probably in my late 20s. Prior to that, to be honest with you, I had a horrible diet, but I, um, I used to work out five days a week on my lunch hour with a couple uh, colleagues and we would go to the gym, we would do aerobics, um, like Jane Fonda type aerobics, you know. I remember those. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and that was probably what kept my weight um, in a normal range. Um, but in my late 20s, I got a, a really big promotion. I was so excited. I didn't feel that I could go to the gym on my lunch hour because I wanted to do a really good job and show my my employers what a great job I'm doing. And, the team player uh, you are, exactly. Yes, so so I stopped going to the gym and but my diet didn't change and and that was probably the beginning of <laughs> the next several decades of my life because it it just never got better. I see. Now, in your bio, you stated that you are genetically predisposed to obesity. Now, by that, I take it to mean that obesity runs in your family. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes. And in fact, um, you know, if you were to come to our Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner or somebody's wedding or birthday party, and we do a family picture, you, you'll see, you know, sadly. Um, so it's mainly on my mother's side of the family that, you know, we, I, I, I think that we, I, we all inherited the obesity gene. And um, it's, it's definitely probably made it difficult. But I also think that, be, you know, we, we have, uh, <laughs> We have really interesting eating habits in my family. For I, for example, you know, potato salad is a salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a Macaroni salad. salad is a salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> therefore, um, therefore, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you know, obviously there may be some predis predisposition, but certainly the environmental factors did not make it any easier. Um, and I think what it has done for me over the years is that I am I am sort of naturally um, I naturally prefer sort of unhealthy things. For example, I naturally prefer fried chicken over grilled chicken. <laughs> and it, it's I not don't the know, best. It tastes better. But, but do you you have a taste for it? <laughs> yes. Yes. And when you grow up in a family like that, no one's like, I don't remember my mother ever making grilled chicken, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, we may have had green salad every once in a while, but it certainly wasn't something that was on the dinner table every night. Right. So in addition to genetics, you're saying that your diet has a lot to play in t to do with it as well. Even yes. growing up in a household, your, your diet, the food that you are eating basically has yeah. a lot to do with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Now, have you tried to lose weight in the past? I have. What happened? <laughs> um, well, they all worked until they didn't work. Right. <laughs> perhaps you've heard the story before. You know, like most of I've only done two commercial uh, weight loss programs, um, but most of the times I sort of attempted to do things on my own based on the newest book that was out there. It's you know, bad, yes. Exactly. You know, stop the insanity. Lose weight according to your blood type. You yeah, know. I'm right at all. Uh, yes, yes. And and in fact, um, one of uh, um, a few several years ago, I had um, a type of weight loss surgery called lap band surgery. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but a lap band surgery they put a band around your stomach and it's supposed to make your stomach smaller Yes. and you're supposed to eat less. And therefore, if you eat less, you weigh less. Makes sense. Uh, except exactly. In my case, I, I, I did well for maybe the first five, six months or so. And then unfortunately I just couldn't keep food down. Mm. I, I, I struggled terribly. I, and what ironically in my case, and I think in a lot of other people's cases, it almost forces you to eat junk food because, you know, you know, milk chocolate melts in your mouth and not in your yeah. hands, kind of, you know, yes, yes. so things that are easier to digest, you know, so you will have like, you know, I would eat like really bad food because I can eat it as opposed to 
I couldn't eat, you know, like chicken because it just got stuck and I'm throwing up all the time. So after about five years of really struggling and, you know, one day my husband said to me, I mean, this is ridiculous, you know, yes, because yes, definitely. I, much I struggled and um, so I had it removed mm. after five years. Yeah. Okay. But you tried it. It didn't work. But why is it going to be different this time? Well, I think what I did this time, I did a lot of self-reflection. Um, I really thought about, you know, what worked or, or rather what didn't work uh, the previous times. Um, I really looked at myself, you know, what is what was important for me? And I, I felt two things. One, I really hated feeling hungry. And I know it sounds silly, but for a lot of people, when when you eat a lot and you're told, okay, you must go on this diet and it's 1,200 calories a day, you're hungry. Yeah, yeah sure. I really didn't want to, to, to feel hungry. And I also didn't want to feel deprived. I wanted to eat full food, real food. And I wanted to um, to feel full and satisfied at the end of the meal uh, because I knew in the past if I, you know, ate like, you know, grilled chicken and a salad, honestly, a few hours later, I'm hungry. And you can only sustain that for a short period of time, you know, maybe a, maybe a month, maybe six weeks. And then um, then you just you just can't, you know, you're ready to eat a whole cow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the opposite happens. All of a sudden you can't wait to tear into it, that burger, that chicken. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I really thought about, you know, what was what was needed, what I needed to do and what was what was going to work for me. And really, you know, I, I like to say I became my own diet coach and um, because we're all different. Um, and it's you know, we all need to start at a, maybe a different place. And in my case, that's where I needed to start. Um, and when it came to exercise, you know, as you said, you know, like I was really out of shape, you know, I would go up one flight of stairs in my house and I would get to the top of the stairs and I'd have to stop and catch my breath, you know, before I, um, so, and I have, you know, back issues with bulging discs. So I just realized that I have to start somewhere that will work for me. You're probably familiar with the no pain, no gain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so often I fell into that. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And truly, uh, when you feel pain, you stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I knew I had to start at a more gentle level for me. And that meant that I started, I bought a re recumbent uh, stationary bike. So I got some support for my back and I was able to exercise slowly. I started with 20 minutes a day um, and then slowly, you know, worked up to 25, then 30. Um, and then eventually, as I became a little uh, more fit, I was able to, you know, walk. And uh, I started walking a little bit more and a little bit more, you know, I went, I started counting my steps and I went from, if you can believe it, 2,500 steps. That was, nice. <laughs> that was my base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, slowly worked up to 5,000, then 10,000, you know, then 15,000 consistently. But I think, 
it's really realizing where you are. I mean, I think if I had started thinking, okay, I'm going to walk 10,000 steps, I would have stopped um, after two days because it would have been too difficult, too painful, and then I would be no pain, no gain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is what I need to do, and clearly I can't. But this is great, though, because, again, you this is a – steps that you decided to take for yourself this time. You said, look, those other diets didn't really work for me. And you became your yes. own expert, your own coach, right? Yes. So yes. what about yes. your, your dieting? What, what kind of foods do you eat? Did you start eating to make this change? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I couldn't, I couldn't go back to, well, let's go back to the way I used to eat when I was fit because I was, I always had a horrible diet. Um, but what I really focused on were probably two things. I focused on protein and I focused on fiber because from my research, you know, those are the two things that make you feel full yes. and make you feel satisfied. And, and I knew that was important for me because I, if I felt hungry and deprived and I was starving, I was going to last maybe a week, two weeks, maybe. So, so those are the things that I focused on. I really realized that um, fast food was terrible for me, and I ate a lot of it, so I had to stop. Um, we ate out a lot in restaurants. Again, you know, I actually, you know, there was a part of me, I just felt like so liberated, you know, like I wasn't the kind of mother or wife that had to cook every day. You know, look at me. You like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can go out and eat in a restaurant every night. Yes, yes, know? but then you pay for uh, it later. Exactly, exactly. So I started uh, cooking. And, and fortunately, because I um, have the flexibility of working from home, I, I could, you know, actually make the time now to start, you know, making real food. Um, and avoid, I really avoided ultra processed foods. Again, we ate a lot of that as well, too, because it's convenient. Yes, it's fast. It's quick. But now, did you have the support of your husband and your son during this journey? Yes, yes, yes. Fortunately for me, I was in a really good place when I sort of uh, started doing this. You know, my husband, um, he's always been a healthy eater, and he's been very fortunate. He doesn't have the same genes that <laughs> I do. So, you know, he too would eat McDonald's, but, you know, but also, I think for him, he would have like a, a chicken wrap and I would have a Big Mac. Right. The choices were different. <laughs> um, exactly. Exactly. Um, and for my son, maybe about a year before I sort of started my diet, you know, like he too wanted to eat healthier and get fit. And um, he started, you know, running and exercising and um and he was really he was really pushing in a certain direction when it came when it came to food. So uh, he would call and he would tell us what he would like us to order because he knew we weren't cooking. Right. <laughs> um, and he would he would do his best, obviously, to make a healthier choice. You know, like he might have like a he, he would say, can you order me a naked burrito and, you know, with chicken and whatever other ingredients in it. And um, so he took his health in his own hands. And uh, so by the time I was ready to sort of start my journey, um, you know, my son was well on his way as well to eat and better. And my husband it was like easy for him because 
who would complain that maybe you're, you made a turkey chili, for example, you know, that was delicious yeah. um, and, and healthy. So, and I didn't cook things that were so strange and different. Right. Uh, and I made sure, because it's important to me, I made sure it all was delicious. It all tasted good. And um, because I knew if it tasted like cardboard, I wouldn't eat it. So why would they? Yeah. Right. The taste is very important. Now, what about um, fruit, vegetables? Are you eating more of those? You mentioned fiber. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely eating more fruit and vegetables. You know, um, you know, fruit was just one of those things. I don't know. Like I read something years and years ago about fruit and sugar and fruit. So I kind of stopped eating it. Um, and again, a lot of misinformation exactly. out there. And and vegetables. Um, honestly, again, I I didn't really like it. Isn't potato a vegetable and French fries a vegetable? <laughs> not in those not in that, those current forms. <laughs> yes. But you know, but the thing is, yeah. when you start realizing what these vegetables, what the food, what the right food is going to do for you, how it how yes. your body recognizes real food. Yes. Yes. So that's good. So you so you change the way you, you you're eating and your family's mm -hmm. also changed the way. So basically you have that support system. So that's beautiful. Yes. And now when yes. it comes to exercise, you mentioned that you were doing walking, you on the recumbent bike. What else were you doing? Yeah. Um so pre-COVID-19, um my husband and I we were doing an aquafit class nice. twice a week which was really, really good. And, you know, for someone who is a little bit heavier and may have, you know, mobility issues or back pain or knee problems, the buoyancy of the water really, really helps. And um, so so that was really nice to, to be able to do. I had to overcome some issues, body issues, because uh, you have to go in a gym, yeah. you have to wear in suit. Oh. <laughs> but so I didn't do it right away. It took me a little while to do it when I felt a little more comfortable. But um, but that's that was really, really great. And I hope to be able to do it again one day. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll see how long it takes. Now we're talking pre-COVID. Now that this is during close to hopefully post-COVID, how has that changed your training routine and your eating routine, eating regimen? Yeah, so to be honest, eating, um, I think in a strange way, COVID was almost like a blessing because, um, well, <laughs> I know, obviously it's not, I can't say that when people are dying, but in my case, one of the things that I paid attention to, and I'm not sure it was talked about a lot in the media, is that obesity is one of the risk factors yeah. for COVID-19. And of course, I saw that and I thought, okay, I'm not going to go to obesity to have a normal BMI, but I really felt that, you know, I'm just going to do keep working hard, keep, you know, keep pushing because... Um, if I were to get it, then maybe I will be fitter. Maybe I'll be, um, my cardiovascular system might be better. Um, and maybe I can overcome it a little easier. So in a, in a way, it can, unlike 
many people I know who saw that, oh, okay, you know, in the beginning, we were told we were going to lock down for two weeks, you know, so they can flatten the curve. And I know so many people who, and we were told, you know, stock up in food and stuff. And um, so many people I know, in addition to buying their, you know, 50 rolls of toilet paper. Yes, yes, yes. Chips and cookies Coffee and food, ice cream yes, and yes. All, all the good stuff, you know, because they're going to be home for two weeks and they're going to enjoy it. In my case, I took the opposite approach is like, I got to keep going, yeah. you know, and and exercise wise, again, same thing. I just felt that if this is a, a disease that will, you know, maybe affect your respiratory system and, you know, let's try to make sure mine is as strong as possible as I could possibly make it. Um, I know I don't have, you know, all the time in the world, but if every day I keep, you know, working at it, um, it would be good. Um, but one of the things that was really, really interesting, you know, my son invited me to work out with him because he was now working from home. And um, several months before this, he started doing CrossFit. And so uh -huh. <laughs> if you can believe it, yeah. I went from being out of breath, walking up the stairs to doing, I can't really say I do CrossFit in its purest form, but I do CrossFit with all the modifications yes. you can imagine. You know? yeah, yes, yes. But you can but do I it. Do yes. Proud of yourself. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> How many days a week are you working out now? So right now I work out six days a week. Hmm, excellent. Six days a week. Mm -hmm. You're still getting mm -hmm. it in. I know. Yes. <laughs> that's the key. Perfect. Yeah. Now you also mentioned because you lost as of, as of right now, 10 months in 80 pounds, 80 mm -hmm. pounds. And you did it the natural way. Yes. Right. No band, no yes. surgeries, nothing like that. Nope. <laughs> what, what is your weight loss goal? Ideally, I would like to lose maybe 70 more pounds, um, but I I don't know. <laughs> right, you'll just keep going? I'll keep going, you know, like I'm very comfortable knowing that, you know, my body may have different plans for me. I don't know, you know, <laughs> like... Um, but I'll keep going because the idea for me is to be healthy, to be healthier. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think of my mother, for example, the last five years of her life, you know, she was she was bedridden and, you know, and, and it was a slow progression, you know, from a cane to a walker to a wheelchair to basically lying in bed for five days. And sadly, when I look at some of my other family members, they're slowly on the same path as well, too. Yeah. And, you know, for me, you know, um, I could it could have easily continued in that way, because when you have a back problem, it's hard to move. And then next thing you know, you're not walking at all. And <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This all could be prevented. Exactly. By taking exactly. the step to now. Yes. Right, right. So while the, the number and the scale is obviously important, but I realize that, you know, there's so many other things that are um, that are non-scale victories that, you know, I, I have to celebrate and strive for. And, you know, even if my weight 
is not as low as I would like it, but I can move and, you know, maybe one day I'll do a hundred burpees. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Set those goals. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. <laughs> Telling you, you can do this. Yeah. Believe it. Exactly. You can do this. Now, I yes. want to cover, cover a couple other things. You had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. What has happened since you lost the weight? Do you still have the same uh, problems? No, no. So when I lost about 50 pounds, um, that's when I had them tested again. And I have to admit, I waited until I lost about 50 pounds because I didn't want to be disappointed. Okay. Uh, you know, like I know a lot of people say just 5% of your body weight and you should, you know, see a difference. But I waited a little bit longer because I just wanted to make sure that I had really good news. Uh, so, so both are normal. So, which is great. Nice. Blood pressure, cholesterol. And what about mm -hmm. those bulges on your back and your neck? What about that? Don't know for sure uh, because I haven't gone back to have it tested. But what I can say is that I am in less pain than I, probably no pain, I, I could e easily say, except, from, you know, my CrossFit exercises probably. But I, um, you know, like I was in so much pain. It's hard to, I, I, some days I can't even remember how much pain I was in, but, you know, it was hard to move. It was hard to walk at times. And um, so certainly those, I don't have those anymore. Great. So I'm not sure if they're gone or if they're better, um, but I know I feel better. Yeah, that's a good indication too. <laughs> now, now you and I met on Pinterest. You were kind enough to follow my boards. Yes. Why do you call yourself Healthier Millie on your Pinterest board? <laughs> it, you know, it it really is a way. You know, it was just for me. It was a, a reminder every day of my journey to be healthier. Um, and you know, uh. I was more focused on health for all of the reasons I talked about rather than, you know, skinny mini, which actually. <laughs> yeah. <sounds good. laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and you're inspiring people too, I think. I hope, I hope. I know I've only heard from a couple people, uh, but maybe, you know, quietly they're following, you know, my journey. And, yes, yes. They're inspired as well. Definitely. Hey, I, you know, you heard from me too. I'm like, hey, exactly. Millie, yes. <laughs> share that story with my listeners. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give other women who are having similar issues and would like to see improvements with their health and weight? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is maybe start small. Um, start small and start where you think you can have some success. Um, forget everything you've heard about what you should and shouldn't do. Think about you and think about what will work for you. You know, so maybe if it's walking for five minutes, if that's all you can do, that's all you can do. Um, you know, if you think that maybe I'll just start eating more vegetables, start there. Um, because I really do think success breeds success. Hmm. And what I think about in the past is that almost everything I, was, was set up for me to fail because it's not sustainable. Um, so try to find whatever it is for you that you can do. And at the end of a day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you can say, yes, I did it. Look, I did it. However small it is. Small goals, yes. small steps, yes. right? Yes.
Excellent, excellent. Now, how can my listeners find out more about you, Millie? Can we follow your journey? Do you have a, web, a website? Yes, yes. So I do have a website, and it's called healthiermillie.com. And uh, on, on all social media, you can follow, You can just follow me at healthiermillie. That's on Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram? Where uh, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Now, if it's okay with you, I would like to interview you again in a few months to update my listeners on your on your progress. Is that okay? Yes, I would love to. Okay, we're going to do this. I think we would like to know, like to revisit this conversation and see if Healthier Millie is actually Healthier Millie. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. I'm sure you will. I might be doing the 100 burpees. 100 burpees, that's the goal? Maybe not. You're going to put it out there. We'll say, how, how many burpees are you doing now, Millie? Okay. Hey, put it out there. You never know. You never know. Cheryl Millington, on behalf of Body Scope of Talk, my nonprofit organization, and Six Weeks of Fitness, I want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you so much. It was, it was a pleasure. And, and thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to tell my story and Hopefully, if there's one person out there that I can inspire, inspire to start small. Perfect. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you can receive future podcasts just like this one. Take care. Bye-bye.